What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Today is, once again, Peter and I talking about something that's very relevant, and it seems like everywhere we go, everybody's got their two cents on the state of our economy as, God willing, COVID, the COVID crisis, you know, hopefully starts to wind down with the vaccine being rolled out and all that other stuff, and and the government's doing a lot of interesting things, Pete, and, and every time you and I jump on a call privately, whether it's me and you or me and you and my buddy Josh or whoever, we're, we spend hours talking about our thoughts on this, mm-hmm. and Peter, you are digesting massive amounts of information at, at a, a pace and a clip that I've not seen many, and you have so much information. I thought it'd be great to distill your thoughts and and my thoughts on what we see for um, business in general, because you know we're part of the economy and we want to try to give our two cents on what we think is happening and uh, during these special times. Um, and they're special times, Peter. Very special times. They really are. And you're right about as you're listening to you talk about m- me and how I somehow go down these weird wormholes of of knowledge and things. And and I I, I wonder if I'm the guy that with a tin hat sometimes you know um not that i'm a like a conspiracy theorist or something but i but i definitely push against the norm of what people think sometimes and so i dig in and so you're right the conversations you and i have been having personally are quite different than what we sometimes you know in, in this in this podcast we stay in the lane of dentistry you know the business and marketing and dentistry but at the end of the game at the end of the day you know it's about two things it's about and dentistry is about two things, making impact and helping people and having and being a business and making money. So it's about dollars and cents too, right? And so I think we're in a weird predicament right now in, in entering into 2021 where, where the economy can go in many directions, right? Um, and it's booming right now, funny enough. It's booming, you know, but, stock but, market's record highs. and Right. And so, you, so but, 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 but there's a dislocation to that, meaning meaning wall street is crushing it mainstream is dying main main street is dying yeah okay so there's a and, massive and the, dislocation the wealthy, yeah the wealthy people through covid you know the have gotten wealthier in many ways you know a lot of uh people that hold stocks have seen their net worth grow and and between big businesses getting large ppp checks and then main street you know getting a twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, and um, what was the last one? Just got passed. It was six hundred. It got fought to raise to two thousand. Right. But um, you know, these are not meaningful things for people that are what we call the essential workers, and their their kids are at home. Childcare is scarce, and um, you, you're right. Main Street's getting crushed, and big businesses are growing. So I think that that was what was happening in our country for a while, and the COVID crisis kind of contracted that timeline. So many things, COVID has just sped up the, the natural progression of things. You know, if there were poor dental practices that were not really really being run or poorly run dental practices, I should say, mm-hmm. COVID contracted their exit or their affiliation with the DSO or what have you. So the, the COVID crisis did not shift anything fundamentally outside of, um, you know, obviously restaurants and physical contact and things being changed, but 
the trends that were on the trends that were happening already, big businesses is getting bigger and pressure on dentistry that just contracted that whole timeline. So, so I just want to give a little context for Peter, cause he won't say this about himself, but I have some friends that are really smart and they're really influential and they, they know what they're talking about. And invariably of our, our relationship, you know, years and years ago, these friends would talk so much crap about Peter right to his face. I mean, you know, like you're going on this wormhole and come on, what are you thinking? Whether it be Bitcoin or his theories on economics, but it's cool to see one by one, all of them have to turn around and be like, Hey, can you put me back in touch with Peter? I want to talk to him about I'm like, Oh, the thing you joked about with him, like two years ago, we were at dinner in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, well, you're going to have to eat some freaking crow. Like you better like apologize. Uh, so I want, I want to tell you that because you spend so much time on this and, and, you know, you're, you're like now, now that you, we, we see, you know, inflation on the horizon and, and assets like Bitcoin moving North, all of a sudden you're like the local guru for all these people. I mean, Jeez, well, you spoke I, don't know. About, I think that's nice. I think that's kind of amongst new. my friends. I mean, right. not... and, and honestly, and, and some of mine too, you know, I have a local mastermind that, you know, the non-dentist mastermind, I have one here and, and, and there are people coming about face and, and, and saying like, Hey, remember that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and look, it's nice to be, you know, it's, it's nice to be, uh, <laughs> where am I going with this? Greg? I think a lot of that education came from me being scared. Meaning, you know, yeah, it and, does. And, and I've always said that, and I say this in, in my, you know, I say this to my friends, like I don't have many superpowers, but I think one thing I do have is I can connect the dots far in advance and I can see things farther than, than, than maybe a little bit more than the normal person. I can see dots connecting. And I have been, I have been really frenetic recently because I'm watching what's happening in our economy. And, um, and, you know, in our mastermind, we're having these conversations because I think there's, there's steps that we can take even if, even if you don't take steps now, it's just to become aware so that you can dig in and do your own due diligence so that you can be aligned with what's going on before. Because sometimes when people, the, when the masses realize it's like, holy shit, this happened, but it's too late. And what I'm talking about is like you were saying, it's like I give this, this analogy of a melting ice cube right now. So we have printed from the dawn of time to, um, to 10 months ago, right? The total money supply, we have, we have increased that by 35% in the last 10 months, right? So we've increased our M1, which is our money supply. Our M1 is called our money supply by 35%. That's in so, the United States. In the United States, yes. And, and by and the way, everybody's actually, doing it. The yen, like, we're, the, we're the least, we're the least. Uh, the we're, the we're the least, least of offenders. The yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So inflation is set at, you know, cost of index is set at 2%, right? And that's what's reported. That's a, it's a CPI index, you know, it's the consumer price index. And what we're learning is that this is massively accelerating and it's accelerating to the point where um, I think, I think it's going to become 10 to 15%. And why this is scary is because typically the U S dollar has been the cash reserve okay? for the world for the world, which is, which is why we have been able to print, print money without consequence. And we've been able to do that in COVID and without consequence. We've actually been in a deflationary environment for a little bit, for a little bit of that environment, but this money has been distributed and it's been sitting. Stagnant. Can you just unpack that with deflationary environment? I want everybody to understand that. Deflationary first. environment means that like, actually that there's a, it's, it's basically the, the opposite of inflation, right? So it's deflationary, meaning it's like there's, there's no consequence to, the, to the, the, uh, the economic environment. You're not diluting the dollars you're holding. So right now it's saying it was deflationary for a second. The dollar got stronger in this, believe it or not, because everyone else was getting weaker. 
But now we're, there's so much of it going on, right? The stimulus money, we, you know, in some groups we call it the helicopter money. Money has been raining from the skies, the PPP. And at some point it's gonna have to be paid for. So there are conspiracy theories that are going on. Not only go to conspiracy, Craig, anymore, but you know that we are just there is there was a um, there was an interview that was done, and literally the interview was done by the head of the treasury that said I forget his name, and he said there's no limit to what we can do, no limit, and it's scary because if 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 the if the savings you know these hardworking Americans that have the, the whole thing has been to save dollars right save right. for retirement, and if that is the vehicle in which you can save. And all of a sudden you have this ice cube that now starts to melt because you can't outpace the inflation that's happening. That's going to happen when this, when this velocity of money starts, it gets scary. And so we've been having this discussion as it relates to dentistry and our mastermind of like, well, you know, as costs go up, you know, is the people who are in a PPO situation going to get squeezed out, right? From an insurance standpoint, is it going to be too, are the margins going to be reduced even that much more? Because you have this dislocation of environments, right? The CPI. Well, it's also the PPOs won't respond as fast as the inflation go, you know, right. moves. So, you know, for those who, you know, need the explanation, inflation relates to the the buying power of the dollar. So, when when there's hyperinflation in other countries, which we've seen, you know, places like Argentina and other countries that have or, or Greece, you know, you'll you'll basically be buying a latte at Starbucks for fifteen dollars you know, before too long. And what would wind up happening is will the PPOs respond quick enough to say that that crown instead of being $700 has to go to $1,200 or $1,300. And in that time period, would it put so much pressure on the, the individual practice to, to stay afloat? These are just interesting things to think about. Right. Which is actually put you know, in this situation. So I'm going to pull this all back. And if I, if that is my thesis, right, if that is my hypothesis of what is going to happen, um, then it would behoove me to lever up with debt. As a hedge. As a hedge. Now I'm pretty levered up. You know, I have lots of real estate and lots of things, but like, honestly, it's gotten me thinking because if I can borrow a strong dollar today and pay it back with potentially a much weaker dollar 10, 20 years from now, wouldn't that be an arbitrage? Yeah. It's scary. So I, right? I just want to I just want to unpack that as well. So when you are buying that fifteen dollar latte or the twenty dollar latte, your mortgage payment on your house or your building or whatever else is the same one thousand, two thousand, three. Your payment is fixed. So when inflation tends to happen, hard assets, whether that's real estate, um, gold, silver, Bitcoin, those things are hedges against inflation because they have some real tangible value. And by the way, um, we, we've beat this up pretty good. And Peter, Peter and I are always talking about it with the mastermind. Most of the mastermind that we have, we were talking about getting in. Most actually went in about 50% ago, right, Pete? Well, I had an out. You know, I am very timid to talk about it these days because like you, like you alluded to, I've been beat up. And so I, I feel like sometimes people look at me with a third eye. They, because it was a smaller, a smaller focus group, I had eight people that said, can you do an hour and teach us kind of thing? And so I did. And the people at the time, I guess, it, Craig, right about this time, it was right around 15,000, maybe. Yeah, it was a little under 15,000. Yeah. But mo most people of the mastermind actually bought in. So now we're on group tech. Bought in big, bought in pretty, yeah. pretty considerably. And so obviously they, you know, so um, where are you going with that? I'm sorry. Well, it's just it's just as inflation happens, it's hard assets, silver, gold, because you're, you're saving the, the ice cube that's melting. So if you're stockpiling cash, and you feel really good about your balances in your bank account, you can get that cash eroded by inflation. 
And it's an, it's an important thing because Peter and I don't pretend to be economists, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but what is happening right now is unprecedented. You know, people like, like uh, Scott Galloway said in our last podcast, pandemic, the pandemic is not unprecedented. There have been pandemics before they happen. They happen, unfortunately, you know, every, you know, a couple of decades and, and even ones that have more, more loss of life. What is unprecedented is the valuation of our markets uh-huh. and the way it's been fueled by um, printing of money or quantitative easing, how they've actually tried our government's addicted to stim. I'm sorry, our, our economy's addicted to stimulus and without stimulus, it's, it's you wonder what would happen. And, there's a point where all this PPP money needs to be paid back and social services that, you know, the new legislative new government's going to be putting in, it becomes scary. And it's an, it's, it's not, it, it's scary if you choose to ignore it. And I think the purpose of what we're talking about here is just to start thinking differently. People will say to me, I used to say to Peter all the time, like, okay, so if I jump into Bitcoin as an example, or if I jump into a hard asset, like silver, gold, real estate, something like that, I would often say to Peter, when do I get out of Bitcoin? When, 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 when should I sell it? And he's like, well, that's the whole point. It was like that, mo- that moment in the matrix when remember, the kids try to bend the spoon, there is no spoon. Mm-hmm. I was like this inflection point. I'm like, oh shit, I, I see what he's saying. Neo, he's saying, <laughs> Peter's saying that, no, I'm not. Why would you go into dollars? So it's not, you're jumping on like some new stock that's going to run and they're going to trade it out. You're going to, you're going to think eventually there's going to be some form of consensus that, um, Bitcoin is worth something on a global scale. If they, if it reaches a consensus of gold, gold is 10 trillion. That means each Bitcoin would be 500, uh, $500,000. So it's just an interesting idea. And for those that it's have only a lot of- if it, if it gobbles up that asset class. Yeah. If it right. did, and if it did, but there's a hundred trillion in non-performing bonds, right? Yeah. And this okay. is the type of stuff that we talk about all the time uh, <laughs> privately. And I'm like, you know, we should, we should at least allow, there's going to be some people that are receptive to this and think about what, you know, and, and, and some people may say like, oh, wow, I guess maybe I missed the, I, I missed it. But I have a funny story about, um, well, first of all, I have two funny stories. I have a story about a line stock and line. I told everybody to buy it at $30 a share. I watched it go to like a hundred and I'm like, damn, and I missed it. Now, you know, it's like 500 and something. And I had the same thing with Amazon. I was an early adopter when Amazon first came on the scene. I think I bought it like 150 bucks a share and I sold it at 300 because everybody says, you know, you know, what do they say? Pigs get, you know, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I double my money. Let me move on. Let me, let me pivot. And then I watched it go from 300 to 900. I'm like, damn, 900 to a thousand, damn, thousand to 1200, damn. And I'm like, you know what? Everybody in the grandmother has a prime membership. I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to actually pony up and invest in Amazon. I bought it at 1500. It was raging. And now it's at 3000. So Peter, and, and I don't want to make this all about Bitcoin because it's not. But, it's, but that's a network effect too. And let me tell you why. Yeah. So there's a massive so Explain thing. the network effect, Facebook, all that. That's important. So the value that. of the network is, 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 is a square value. Um, Basically, let me, let me take the science out of it. Thank you. The network size predicates the value of anything. Yes. So Facebook does not have value intrinsically until it's spreading. Mm-hmm. So the more people that are on Facebook, the more valuable it got. So it's the same thing with access points. Like, like for example, many people across the globe have an iPhone. Many people do, and you know, some people in China do, and but not everybody has the ability to buy Apple stock. 
You can't mm-hmm. buy the, you can't, we, we live in the US, right? You have to yeah, be American. US stock in m- m- many countries don't allow you to invest in US companies like that. So the interesting thing about like gold or Bitcoin, for example, is the network effect. Everybody has access to gold. Everybody in the world has access to Bitcoin, actually much more greater access to Bitcoin than gold. Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he had a epiphany when he was uh, stationed in Vietnam and uh, he gold, Nixon had just taken the US dollar off the gold standard in 1971. So now gold, ha- I mean, dollars had no relation to any hard asset. And Kiyosaki had the foresight to say gold's going to boom. And the funny thing is, is he would be able to go over in Vietnam and speak to these, you know, Vietnamese people. And it was an incredible story how there was no bargain to be found. Gold is gold, no matter where you go. Everybody right. has consensus. I mean, for God's sakes, 2,000 years ago, uh, that gold had value. I mean, there's, there's conquistadors were coming here in the 1400s <laughs> no, with it's, gold. It's pre-Christ money, right? It's pre- like- yeah. So and the and and all it is is because a bunch of people were fascinated by the the shine shiny and shimmer of it. Mm-hmm. So, but but other than that shiny shimmering surface, it could have been copper. It could have been anything. I, I think this is going to be not just Bitcoin, Greg, but I'm talking about. I think we are in 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 the throes right now of the biggest wealth transfer in all of human history. Well, and it what, started. It started pre-COVID. It started pre-COVID, and what I mean, and, is, and I would even go further to say that all the unrest we have. Um, whether it's racial tension or whatever tension you want to talk about that's existing in the U.S. right now is really under the guise of class warfare. I really do believe that, mm. you know, because I think that the, 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 you know, there's, there's slogans being chanted by the ringleaders of the different uh, voices that are feeling disenfranchised. It's, you know, no justice or what, what have you. There's, there's massive injustices going on. Mm-hmm. But what the underlying cause is, I think a wealth, uh, a class injustice, you know, and as Scott Galloway said, there's a, um, there's a functioning guillotine located outside of Jeff Bezos's apartment mm. in New York. There's people outside protesting him right now. There's people spray painting on Nancy Pelosi's door. Like, you know, you know, we want our money. The scary part about this too is, is that, like you said, from a COVID situation is that this, this created an environment now where people are going to be set up and we're going to be, they're wanting money on a continuum, right? Maybe not a UBI situation, but one of you ever, UBI, sorry, uh, universal basic income. It's what, it's what Andrew Yang ran on. And he said, right, which actually it. made a lot of sense by the way, but unfortunately we've, what, we've done it. How do you, how, how is that sustainable? Right. And, you know, that gets us into the part where, you know, the socialism situation where, you know, socialism is a great idea until you run out of other people's money and eventually you're going to run out of other people's money. So UBI isn't a good idea, Craig, but I hear you. But, but if this, when have you ever seen a government program rolled out and then repealed? Meaning. Yeah. It always gets better. Social yeah, security. Better. It's so, yeah. so that is. The constitution was like five pages long. The last stimulus was like 50,000. Yeah. And, and, they, that, and they that's six hours to read it. Six hours yeah, to read it right. to, and vote on it by the right. way. That was that was the timeline, and, and but it but okay. So all this stuff, I know we're kind of rambling over the place, but you know I would encourage. Well, people- I think it's important to ramble and talk about everything that's coming at us, mm-hmm. and then let's go to a, a point where we can pivot. What can you do? What can you do? So well, I would I would let me put a pin in that for just a second. I would encourage you to look at something instead of looking at what's published from a CPI standpoint. I would encourage everyone to look at something called a Chapwood Index right now. And a Chapwood index takes in, in part your the geographic location, what is the true cost of inflation going on, 
um, you know, because inflation really is nothing, was nothing meant more to be than a form of taxation. Okay, right? It, when it, inflation was designed to encourage people to spend rather than save. So that meaning that, that if it was set at 2%, then next year it would be less worth, if you got $100, it would be next year it'd be worth $98. So it was encouraged to get you to spend and get the economy moving. <clears throat> So when so and that's that was the velocity of money. Velocity of money means the amount of times it changes hands in a certain time cycle, right? Velocity, how fast that money is moving. It's a hot potato scenario. But if, if it all of a sudden goes to 10 to 15%, like some of these areas in the Chapwood index are indicating, then now that potato got much hotter, which means the velocity goes gets increased all the more, which now means we are in a scenario of hyperinflation, which is why I was going back to the hedge of wouldn't if that is the thesis, wouldn't it make sense for me? to hedge and say, cool, I'm gonna buy this building, put down 20%. I'm gonna buy Bitcoin, the only anti-inflationary asset that I know of right now, because gold is not really anti-inflationary. Gold is gold. Gold is pretty good at, at staying consistent, right? Meaning if I just wanna, if I just don't wanna lose money, gold and silver are really good. Well, gold actually can be fracked. There's there's meteors rolling around our near Earth orbit. Dude, they're the finding supplies that, all the time, and it's yeah. all predicated on what something called stock to flow. And the value of something is right. based on its scarcity. And if you right. find well, these, if, big, if you pay, if 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 gold's price is precious enough, they will figure out a way. Just like there, oil, there it is. Make more of it. Yeah. There, you nailed it. Yeah. There, you nailed it. If the price goes high enough, it's not going to go to $10,000. You know why? It's because if it goes to 5000 everyone gets super motivated to go find more, which then they find right. a mass of a gazillion ounces somewhere. Right. And now it's Shoot a like, rocket up. And Have now it's, Elon, yeah. And Shoot now a rocket up, lasso a meteor that's 15 <laughs> megatons of gold and break but, it down. But hold, so now you've, now you've created something that was scarce and now you've diluted the supply, which then lowers the cost. Right. This is based. Yeah, ironically, Craig, you know what's funny? I actually got a it's, C in economics at a community college because I needed it for a summer course. And I got a C in this because I wasn't interested at all. I was like, this doesn't affect me. I'm going to be a dentist. But you understand your physics though. This is, <laughs> yeah, well, physics. This is and, like you pour the water in the glass. And overflows. I understand all, human psychology. Yeah. Right. I understand psychology just from, you know, even from I take a hard right by studying it for trying to enroll cases as a dentist. Right. So humans are like, you, I love one of your famous lines you've ever said is humans are messy. I think that was you. I think you yeah, say that part of it from somewhere else. They're and it's just creatures. so true. Like human, but humans are very, are, are, we make decisions based on fear and then loss. Right. You know, either. So, and it, so it's just You're funny to watch running towards something or running away from something. It's either pain of avoidance or pain of attraction. No, so you spe- or, or as dentists, we spend all of our lives trying to aggregate and then the rest of our lives trying not to lose what we've aggregated. All right, all right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're going to ask a couple things in return. First, review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app, click on the album art, and then scroll all the way through the episodes, and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text uh, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio and it was an arduous task and he crushed it. He really should be an audible book episode. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day and we'll see you soon. Some of our mastermind clients, uh, who are only nameless, 
I'm sorry. Clients. I don't know. I said that. It's that not... sounds weird. But okay, one of our mastermind friends. Friends. Okay, friends. fine. That's okay. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I hate when people, by the way, call my patients my clients. It just used to irk me. It's a client of your practice. Anyway, so it's funny I use that word. Anyway, one of our attendees of the mastermind, uh, we're, we're going through, I'm going through some of the stuff with him and he's in a freestanding shopping center and, um, you know, he's taken, there's five bays in the shopping center and he's got three of them, uh-huh. right? The other two are vacant. Landlord made him a super sweet deal to take over the other one. You know, mm-hmm. like basically I'll give you a blank of tenant improvements and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, John, how much is your, uh, I'm using John fictitiously. Um, how much is uh, your rent going to be? 12,000 a month. What do you think the building's worth, John? I don't know, 1.5 ish. I bet. I was like, I'm like, well, he's like the landlord's giving me a sweet deal. I'm like, do you realize why he's giving you a sweet deal? And my, and I told him, I said, listen, when he signs you up on his lease, you are literally paying his mortgage. You are literally paying his mortgage and he's making money on you. So not only are you paying down his asset, he's got profit and cash flow on you and he's depreciating the building and the building's appreciating in value. It's the quadruple win. And my buddy, Michael is a really big real estate guy. And, 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 and know what Michael and, said. And one other point and yeah. by signing up that lease. You know, I don't want to get you down the real estate rabbit hole either, but by signing up a long-term lease, the value of the building goes up tremendously. Tremendously. So right. he can refinance it, pull it as original capital and still maintain 30% equity in the building. But the funny thing was I told Michael, I said, Michael, I'm talking to John and my mastermind. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, what are you doing? What do you mean? He's like, don't tell them that. He was kind of half joking, but he wasn't. He's mm-hmm. like, that's my business. That's what I built my business on. But Craig, built- it's not always the, I hear what you're saying. And, and, but, and, and it seems blatantly clear to you, but it's not always the right, it's not always the, the, the path. And ownership of, of something like that is not always the path at all times. Right. But if you're, if you're going to pay more to rent it than own an appreciating asset, you know, everybody says if it like floats or flies, you rent it. But floats, flies, or beeps. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard that one yet. That's brand new to me. <laughs> that was my grandfather said that. <laughs> yeah, really? I'd love to have met him. <laughs> uh, anyway, so if it floats or flies, you, you rent it, you don't buy it. Because as you know, boats and planes are just constantly, you know, I mean, not that we all know all the stuff, but I, I belong to a boat club. It's the best thing ever. I go to the boat. It's in Florida. It doesn't cost me more than like maybe 50 bucks an hour or 75 bucks an hour. And if I go there and the boat, like the stereo doesn't work, I'm like, hey, Alex, can I get a different one? He's like, yeah, no problem. Here's the other one. Boats are just tremendous, like, you know, cash, cash, uh, cash eaters. So, but if you're, if you're, but the, the, that same saying of, of the depreciating asset of the, of the flies or floats where it doesn't get better over time, everything that appreciates or gets better, that is something, if you're going to spend more to rent it than own it, you're shooting yourself in the foot. In my opinion, Peter and I have done, a, we, we, some of the smartest moves we've ever done was to tie up real estate that we were involved with. You know, if we're- well, it's a levered bet, like going back to the full circle we're talking about, even even before it was it was, you know, I've always been a fan of real estate, even before this, um, you know, like I say, this this hypothesis that I have about the, the CPI or inflation, because what other scenario can you potentially just give someone saying, hey, I'd like to get this asset. OK, but and you, to get that asset, you only have to give 20 percent of the money to get that asset, but you can realize the full effect minus the debt service. And the way the tax laws are written. And the way the tax, I can take a hundred percent of that deduction. Right. Right. So, so you yeah, know so- what sucks by the way, is the dentists, the lawyers, the upper middle class 
us, we, we pay the taxes. You know, everybody can be mad as hell at Donald Trump, but all Donald Trump is doing is he, he's in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. And my buddies are the same thing. They do 1031 exchanges. They buy a property. They sell it eventually when an opportunity comes along. And they have six months under our tax code, a 1031 exchange, to park that asset, that like asset, into another one and not have to pay the taxes on it. So every dollar you make as a dentist, you're going to get taxed. So that efficiency alone of the way real estate works is the greatest secret of all time of the wealthy. Wealthy people do actually do not pay tax. They don't because they, ha- they have the capital to enter tax efficient uh, investments. Well, that's, and po- de- that's probably going to change with this administration. <laughs> well, who knows? Who right. knows? But I mean, there's a, and by the way, when you said real estate, I, 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 I want to clarify Real estate, I think it's important. Owner-occupied real estate, you're saying. Uh, well, even another uh, another 30,000-foot view of that as well, another layer above that, commercial real estate, mm-hmm. income-producing real estate. Don't think of your house as a great investment. For a while, mm-hmm. I was trying to put more principal into my house. Mm-hmm. I was doing it like as recently as three and four years ago. But I have friends. I have a lot of really wealthy friends around me. And, and, for, and they all don't, I mean, obviously, they're not, massively levered or leveraged on their houses. But at a certain point, they don't want to pay all their house. Well, off. you should not. Right. And, and because wanna... the problem is when you try to get your money back out of your house, it's really inefficient. They charge you massive closing costs. So I love that you use that term efficient because I've, I'm going to, I'm going to do a podcast kind of YouTube lesson. Eventually I tried the other day, but it, it didn't work, but basically on the efficiency of certain debts and how to calculate that. Right. And so oh, that, yeah, your cash flow index. Yeah, and and that and what's called an ERR, which is an effective rate of return, which is the cost that the bank is making on lending you that money, meaning what they're really making. And so you can find debts that are super efficient. And typically, Craig, a 30-year amortized mortgage at low rates like we have now are super efficient because you can make the minimum payment. You can expect inflation to tick up a little bit. And then you're only required to pay back with a dollar denominated value that you signed up for. I know, which is the the most beautiful thing. So just to boil that down, (laughs) a lot of dentists that are listening to this, you guys might be the first um, person in your family that's actually completing college or maybe the first doctor, or maybe you're just, you might be the, you know, son or daughter of an immigrant and you're the first person that's going to actually make a good living. And there's rules of the poor and there's rules of the wealthy. And I think the mantra that gets sold Mm -hmm. to us is debt is bad. Because people hear debt and they categorize it, credit card debt, mortgage payments. Which is know, bad. Which, is, by the way, there is, there is good and bad debt. I know Consumer Peter debt is horrible. Consumer debt is horrible. But you, know, but, but you have, there are certain, you, you can't be debt averse. Well, you, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I can't tell you what you should do. But when I, when I first was, you know, became friends with Pete, Pete had absolutely no debt on anything. I'm like, Pete, what are you doing? And it, like, it was just a, it just, it's something you actually had true. to break. That's not true. I had well, no you had debt. very little, you had very little. I had lots of debt on assets. I had no debt on, on the practice. Correct. So, but I had lots of business. I mean, like to build. Well, I mean, debt. like even things like building practices. That's true. Fund- I did like to cash flow that. Yeah. Right? You, Which you, I don't regret. No, I'm, there's no regrets, but, but, but you can't just say that that's the way I like to, like to roll because interest rates are 7% or 8% and then they're 2% or 1.8%. It's got to change your dialogue. Well, you, you don't have- want to get, oh, you know, I'm talking about leverage and, you know, with leverage, you can move the world and all that stuff, but right. But there's a scenario we, Craig and I, you have friends and I who have gotten, become bankrupt because they've gotten over levered. 
right? Yep. So there is a fine balance where you say, if, if X happens, will I be okay? If Y happens, what will happen? So what I do now is I look for asymmetric opportunities, right? Maximum upside, minimal downside. Can I cover the downside that happens? Yes. Can I, can I, what's going to happen in, in a great scenario? It could 10 X. So like, like when we had pomp on, I encourage everyone, if they didn't listen to the pomp podcast, like I know some people still to this day, God dang, I don't know why hear the word Bitcoin and they tune out. I don't want to hear that shit. It's oh, my right? own family. I was yeah. sending them, uh, but I sent them all sorts of stuff, but my take the word like, Bitcoin out of his podcast, take the word Bitcoin out of his podcast and just, just take that word out and, and insert anything else, but like, listen to him talk. Right. Um, anyway so i know we're all all over the place i guess i my the 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 genesis craig and i have a content list of things that we want to discuss at some point in the podcast and nothing when we had this long list and nothing was really resonating today because we have to kind of feel inspired to talk about it but given that the first of the year given that this is something that that in the mastermind we're talking about he and i personally are talking about uh, we're talking about other other groups of friends some of my friends that uh, you know are very um well to do and smart and influential in my town are talking about. So it was kind of incumbent upon us, right? I think the, the first thing, the most value that we can bring to the Bulletproof audience is just awareness. And it's not saying like, do what we say, it's not saying track that, but if anything, if you became interested by anything that was said, dig in, do some research. There's no excuse for not being able to learn something in today's day and age. Dig in, dig into that chaplet index. Even if you think I'm full of shit, dig into Bitcoin, see if I'm full of shit. Dig into anti-inflationary, dig into M1 money supply. Look at, look at, infl- look at, look at all the printing that's going on. Just dig in and, and draw your own conclusions about something, but, but doing nothing. Yeah, you owe it to yourself to understand. But to, and then you can decide to do nothing, right? But, right. but, but by doing nothing and ignoring what's saying, like you don't want to have regret and saying like, yeah, these guys, those guys talked about it or someone talked about it. Keep an open mind. Always be learning about something uh, because, you know, it's not all about just dentistry. It's not all about whatever. There, there's bigger macro environments at play here that I think relate to the day-to-day that we're doing. Yeah, I agree. And, and also have someone that's on your team to advise you, you know, have, have, have a group of advisors that are not looking to take advantage of you <laughs> by selling you a bunch of highly commissioned products. Uh, but, but, but get a good team and get it, get a good accountant and, and use the tax code to your advantage as best as it allows you to, you know, um, I think that's important as well. You know, it's funny. I do a lot of my learning, Craig, um, I, my wife makes fun of me, but I, I get stimulated a lot by Twitter. I'm not a big contributor of Twitter. I'm a huge consumer of Twitter because I follow really smart people. And I think Twitter is a great place where you can follow instead of Instagram, where you're having to follow their stupid vacation. They're just like, it's they're living their best life, dumb, dumb, dumb. And it makes you feel horrible. Right? <laughs> Twitter is great. And the people are really forced to, to write something intelligent because they can't flex their rented Ferrari or their, you know, well, it's also a limited airplane. amount of characters. Limited so amount of characters. It, so it's very, it's like my love language. It's super pithy and it's talking about stuff that's intellectual and everyone almost wants to outdo the post by being smart, witty, creative and whatever. But in that people talk, you follow all these smart people and then you can see what their kind of their, their brain flow is thinking about at the time. And some of these part, people are 10 X smarter than me. 100x smart, right? But you get to see, and then I get to like, what is this? What is this Chapwood index? Or what is this? What is many supplier? What is whatever it is? What is this you speak of kind of thing? And then I dig in. 
And then I dig and then and then I educate. And it's really cool. Like I told Pop on the podcast, regardless of whatever happens to Bitcoin or, or cryptos or whatever, it's been one of the joys of my educational life because it it is it has made me open my eyes to bigger macro environments, geopolitical, how the world works, how money supply works, how all the things work. As opposed to me, I was living for so long in my bubble of, you know, how do I get new patients? Right. Mm-hmm. And it made yeah. me, it made me, it made me look bigger than that. And um and it's just, it's just, it's just fascinating. I was so myopic, Craig, for so much of my life. And I think that's part of it. You're, you're just in, you're literally building the donut. You know, if you remember the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, time to make the donuts, like that's you, right? I was the one building the TVs and running cat wires and, you know, doing the marketing and doing the dentistry. And, you know, you're, do, you're making the donuts, you're putting the donuts on display, you're selling the donuts, you're cleaning up the donuts, all the shit, you know? And you just forget at some point, like there's, there, it's not always about, about, about that. It's not just, you got to get outside and zoom out. But I always tell my friends, like, just zoom out a little bit. Zoom well, that's out. the other thing. We, we're both very lucky, incredibly lucky to have the friends that we have. Um, you know, we have a great group of friends. And um, I started working out again. I took a long time off after COVID because I really like, I just can't do weights at my house. It just doesn't inspire me. I don't have mm-hmm. the equipment and stuff like that. So I have this awesome trainer and I'm, I'm looking for someone to, to work out with me. So I grabbed this guy, my buddy, Tom. So Tom is like CrossFitter, like, you know, he runs loops around me, but I know he's willing to work out, you know, three, four days a week with me at the time I want to work out. And he's going to push me to be in better shape. So you're a product of the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. If you are that you know, young gal that's just graduating dental school, and you, you're a bunch of your friends are not doing what you know, not a, not playing life at the level you want to play it. You got to be discriminatory. We always say that. I always say that on the podcast. It's not being, it's it's not being. You're not going to be mean to say goodbye to these friends. You're not saying goodbye, but you're just going to be a little bit more have a little bit more discretion with your time. So you try have, to be the poorest, dumbest person in and the your least group and, and the, the least, least fit, fit in your group and the least fit. <laughs> of the people you hang out with. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> if you, if you are heavy and you want to lose weight, find some fit friends, they have routines and behaviors that you can learn from. If mm-hmm. you want it, if you're all, if you're the wealthiest of your friends and you're in the and, wrong room, yeah, you're in the wrong room. Or if you're in a room with fit, wealthy, people that are miserable, then you're in the wrong room as well. Find some happy friends. So you got to find the happy ones as well. So it's, it's neat, but that's what shifted for Peter and I, it's like you're being in the, in a, in a room and listening to people like, Oh my God, um, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest idiot here. I don't even know what they're talking about. And then just, just get proximity around those people. I mean, um, I've, I've heard great stories from Tony where Tony was talking about like, you know, running around doing seminars all the time and he couldn't, he couldn't, you know, and then he got this invitation to go somewhere and they're like, you know, he's like, I don't know if I can make it. You know, I, I've got, I'm, I'm going to be on stage here in Sacramento. I'd love to go with you guys, a group of billionaires. And they're like, he's, and they're like, well, what do you mean? Just jump on a plane. He's like, yeah, but I got to connect through Sacramento. And he did all these things. And Tony at the time was making a lot of money. So his time was valuable enough to at least charter a private plane. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't thinking that way. And he wound up missing everything and missing the whole thing and like having to sleep in like some hotel room in like Detroit on a connection and missed the whole thing. So he shafted all of his time and shafted everything. But it was just like this aha moment for him of like, okay, well, I could do this too. And everybody thinks, oh, yeah, well, private planes, that's, you know, that's a millions of dollars to buy one. Yeah, it is. But if you want to fly once a year on it, it's 
a couple of thousands of dollars. Or whatever. Is that the story he tells at Business Mastering? I remember it. Kind he, of- he tells a variety of stories like that, but the context mm-hmm. of the story is that he was lucky enough to learn from really, really mm-hmm. talented people. Tony he's, stood he's, on the shoulders he, of giants. He right? did. And he just, and people, you know, he was that guy thinking like, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. A lot of times he talks about that. Like he would have been in a plane with a bunch of billionaires. Like I don't deserve to be here. And he had to like break through that thought. Like many of us have to break through those thoughts of what you deserve. You have to have a certain level of what you deserve. You know, there's people that produce tons of dentistry that are not as talented as people who produce minimal amounts. And it's because they actually believe they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can find those people that don't believe they deserve it. They get mad at what other people are charging. Do you see what Dr. Jones charges on the street is $2,000 a crown. I'm like, well, shit, there's guys in your church, 4,000 a crown. Mm-hmm. You deserve, you deserve it. You deserve that. And, you know, Famous story from Picasso. Remember that story where he's. Did you see that? Did you wait? 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 Did you see that story I posted last night on um, on our in mighty ne- our network? So we have a network that we're about to launch, and we have a, and the and the mastermind is kind of beta. Test. So it's like a closed Facebook group, but essentially a network. And and so I was talking about the story I had with my trainer. And this is I don't have many stories, Craig. So bear with me. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited to hear a story from you. Okay. So. So I had a trainer going back to the trainer thing and I really liked him. His name, you know, his name was Mike and, and but everyone called him coach because he was, he was full into his coaching and he was the best, he was the best one. Before I saw, before I signed up with him, I would watch all the, all the uh, trainers at Lifetime and, and he was head and tails superior. So I was like, I want you. He's like, awesome. So we started training together and because I was kind of, you know, he's younger and so I was kind of his, I was his business mentor a little bit because he was, you know, yeah, interested cool. in the fact that I had real estate and I'd done all these entrepreneurial things and blah, 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 blah. Right. So he would spend time getting my body ready. And I would, you know, in between sets, I would just talk to him about stuff. And so I kind of trained him along the way. And he said, dude, and he came to me one session and he said, and he was all excited. I'll never forget. He was all excited. He, he was bouncing up and down talking. He's like, he's like, doc, 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 you're never, I am, com- I am a hundred percent sold out. I, I can't off I can't offer a training session for three months. I am booked to the max because of all the things you've taught me. And I stopped and I was like, I did a shitty job. Mm-hmm. And he said, what? I was like, I failed you, buddy. I'm sorry. If that's what you drew was a success, I failed you. He said, well, what do you mean? I was like, because you sold out your time. You sold out your time. You didn't sell out. So literally you created not only did you create a non-scarce environment, you created an environment where people couldn't provide more. So what I want you to do from here, I want you to raise your prices and keep raising your prices until you lose at least one client. He's like, what? Hmm. Like, just trust me, trust me. So he came back and he did this. He's like, I raised it and no one has left. He's like, I've had a couple of people grumble, but no one has left yet. I said, we'll keep raising it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. And so here's, here's where it gets interesting. And this is where human psychology plays into it. He went from charging $65 an hour by the time we we're done to charging 125. He had a 20% attrition rate, but now he has scarcity in his inventory. When he takes the new Mrs. Jones, the Buckhead Betty, we call him on a tour. He says, look. Buckhead Betty. <laughs> right. When he takes her on a tour of the gym, he can you say, have look, the West Highlands Hillary too. No, no. It's us his Buckhead Betty's. Cool. Um, he can say, look, Betty, I'm glad you like the gym. I, I know you want to work with me, but here's the deal. I only have one slot and I know it's $125 an hour. It's twice what these other guys charge and gals charge. But there's a reason for that. 
it's yours if you want it. If you don't, no problem. I've got another tour in an hour. And he's like, without fail. He's like, it happens every time. I was like, it's human psychology. It's a scarcity thing. So I don't know why I have one this. Well, I mean, right? listen, but we're talking about it, right? Because I, oh, there, I know what I was thinking. Because you say that dentists have this, we, we always have this. I am booked out of my office for three months. Yeah, right. Taking $700 PPO fees I, and crowns. I booked out and it makes us feel good. And I have been guilty of wearing that badge of honor that says, look at me. Well, no, you, you can wear the badge of honor because you are fee for service. The, the, don't the, be the, so the, scared, especially it, wrapping this all in. Don't be so scared to potentially outrun this. If you're looking at the things we're talking about, potentially if we do have this run on on inflation, don't be and don't be afraid to raise your fees. Yes, you might have some attrition, but remember, if you can raise your fees ten percent, I'm not saying I'm not advocating that everyone does that. Again, it differs where you live, what time, where you are in your life cycle, all these things. But raising your fees ten percent usually results in a thirty percent increase in profitability. Oh yeah, with a fixed overhead, it does. You can you can show the math how that works. If you're fixed overhead and you raise a fee, it winds up hitting your bottom line at an exponential amount. But by the way, those people that will tell you, like if you raise your fee, if you charge a thousand dollars for the crown, like that's ridiculous. You could actually have rewound that conversation in time and say, Mrs. Jones, crowns are two hundred and seventy-five dollars, and she would have said, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hundred seventy-five dollars for a crown. Like you would have gotten that with whatever number you made. So. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing. And also, listen, if you're taking your time, you're listening to a podcast like this, you're educating yourself, you're working on your business systems, who says there's a fair market for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you know, you got to, you're the best at being you and your specific style of dentistry. I, you know, when I do an Invisalign case, I'm competitive, but I don't want to be the cheapest in the area. I've learned mm-hmm. so much over the 20 years of doing Invisalign and faculty for Invisalign for a reason. Like I don't, I, I, I want to, you know, flex my specialty. You want to, and you want to almost create some scarcity with what you do, right? Well, it's infinitely scalable. Like everyone can't be your customer. Everyone can't have Dr. Spodak. Yeah. And that's the thing what I'm getting at. I know we're kind of all over the place. Let's, um, we, we, I feel like we're talking and ranting or all over the place and maybe it's appropriate for the, for the, it's appropriate. for it's where we are in this life and everyone's brains yeah. right now. Right. We, yeah, we, exactly. we had a clean slate. We're in 2021 and hopefully it starts looking less like a dumpster fire, a meth lab than it did last year from a year. Pers- um, I say meth lab. I always talked to Canadian friends. I was like, does it feel like you're living on top of a meth lab? Like I've never lived, I've never been around a meth lab. So I'm no, not sure. you never watch Breaking, you never watch Breaking Bad. You never watch Breaking Bad. It's just no. You know me. I never watched anything. Oh God. But I, I think that the takeaways that are important are just look at alternative assets. Be don't be afraid to pony up and invest in yourself. Under um, always. That's that's a foregone conclusion. I'm glad you that was not glossed over just now because. That is always a good thing. And the great, beautiful thing is, Greg, that's usually the cheapest investment you can make. Meaning yeah. you can educate. You know what? You talk about me being this 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 uh, guru in certain circles. I got that education for free, by the way. It just took time, time and effort. Yeah. Right? Um, but you can save yourself a lot of time and effort and money if you pay someone as well. Well, that's true. Find, find a coach, find a mentor, find someone who knows a lot more than you do and open yourself up to the fact that you don't know anything just like I do every day. I, I want, I want to know nothing. I want to be ignorant about stuff because it shames me yeah, into learning. I love, it shames well, I, I me also love, I love being wrong. Yeah. I love being wrong. I had a, one of my new doctors to, um, that just joined my practice this morning. He saw something in an x-ray. He's like, you see something there? The guy's swollen and he's in pain. I'm like, you know, 
I see what you're seeing, but I don't think that's a fracture. I just, I think that might be a pattern of the bone. You know, hour later, CT scan done. He was right. I'm like, yes, I was so happy. Yeah. I love, you know, I just, it feels so good. I just, I love that. I you want to be the Yoda. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, yeah. um, so here's, let me tell you, Craig, what, um, uh, you tell me, Peter, I am really excited about this year and, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this in bulletproof, um, language. So we are, um, we are going to taking this to a next level. Craig and I have made an investment because we are so sick of this virtual shit and these Zoom things and these virtual conferences that we have plumped down. Oh, Joyce, don't, don't own, mention the number. Well, we we are plumped having down. a summit because we have gotten, uh, we get emails everywhere. I want to know when the next one is. And, and if you're on the list, you're going to be notified first because that's what we've always promised. That's why we've you've given us your text and your email and we've never sent you anything. Like you're going to get something probably in the next few days when this comes out. So mark your calendars. We have the entire, pretty much the entire resort in Austin, Texas, the Hyatt Los Pines, Los Pines. Yeah. I want to say Los as well, but it's because it sounds so nice. Los Los Pines. Pines. Los Pines. No, but it's uh, Lost Pines. It's right outside of Austin, right? Austin? Austin. Yeah. And it's only about 15 minutes from the airport. 400 acres, zip lining, horseback riding. On the river. So cool. Uh, so why why am I talking about this is because because in the in the climate of COVID and everyone saying oh this is dangerous we pretty much said we need your entire ballroom so not only are we having ours in a fifteen thousand square foot ballroom right to make sure that we have enough spaces because it will sell out again like the last you know last one sold out very quickly we had like three months ago and it was sold out last summit in Houston yeah, sure and was. so we knew that there'd be you know two hundred plus people at this one but we needed this space, but we also needed to make sure that we had a COVID contingency. So we have this massive ballroom for us. And then due to the massive success, Craig, of the Bulletproof Hygiene now launching, by the way, if you're not following those gals, those gals on Bulletproof Hygiene is launched and and they're about to start doing their podcast and their book is coming out. Follow them on Instagram. Well, their book is done, but yeah, at Bulletproof Hygiene on Instagram, Bulletproof Hygiene. They have their own like 10,000 square foot ballroom to make sure that, 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 so we are pretty much going to run this resort. The date will be, um, and be, and to do that, the date is going to be July 9th and 10th. Um, and then we're going to have some couple of days of our mastermind after that, but we will pretty much be there. Use it as a vacation. Now I know everyone is desperate for travel and vacation because everyone went on hiatus last year, just a forced hiatus of doing stuff. And, and I think people are desperate to have some community, Uh, There's some cool things. We are actually changing the curriculum a lot. Um, There's something that, you know, I've alluded to before on the, you know, this bulletproof pathway and how um, we, we as dentists seem to make dentistry so complex and it's not all the time and going through this pathway of just vision to, you know, to building it, to marketing it, to doing the dentistry, to enrolling the dentistry, to retention, to acquisition, to, you know, fulfillment, to then loops, looping back in. And I want to share this, we'll, we'll share this diagram at one point. But it's going through the whole life cycle and dentistry can be very step by step. But as long as you're getting the awareness to it, it can really help. So I have a I have a prediction, Craig, that this will be the most impactful year for you and I to give to dentistry full stop. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that because every year we've been able to 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 do more and influence. And more, not so that we true. have all the answers. And I, I hope that anyone new listening, we we obviously fall on our swords all the time. We're not saying we have it figured out by any means. But but we are obsessed with the fact 
that we want to provide value because it's really cool to get these letters. It's really cool to get. These, yeah. To get the reviews on, on, on the podcast and stuff like that. It's super cool. It is. I I'm for one really ex, uh, excited about that. There's 400 acres, trailheads, horses. It's Austin. Um, and like a I, lazy I, river. Isn't that like a lazy uh, river? I'm looking at the shit. website as, as we uh, talk, but it's going to be great. And um, what I'm going to wind up doing is I'm going to take uh, July 4th off. Same. And I'm going to bring my family with me. There's a lot of kids activities. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard from some big experts that, uh, you know, their, their opinions as to the COVID thing, but hopefully we'll have a couple hundred million people vaccinated by then. And this will be hopefully in a rearview mirror. Um, well, even if, and, and that's what I'm saying, even if it's not, let's just say we're in a scenario where like we've actually, we've actually prepared for both scenarios, COVID being a rearview mirror. Oh, that was, that, was, that sucked. I'm glad that's over. And like, okay, we're still in it. We have, we have allowed oh, for yeah, it. Sure. With, with the amount of room that we have, I feel comfortable doing it. You and I have made an investment uh, in, in that. So it's really neat. It's really neat. Um, and I think that's what's most on my mind right now is getting Matt launched, getting this um, the Bulletproof Hygiene off and running because they've already eclipsed us, by the way, in Instagram. Yeah, you know, Instagram they, they have they've for been, sure. They've been live for about 17 seconds and they've just crashed us already. So I should tell us something right there. Well, listen, um, when you have, I mean, I could name a lot of dentists that have bigger practices and do more production than you and I combined, <laughs> but I don't know of two hygienists that are each doing over 500 grand in production. That's pretty much, that's rare. That's rare air there for them. And um, I'm excited. Hygiene needs that. Hygiene needs that. Hygiene needs Brittany and, and Teresa. So if you're, um, if you're on our list and emails and all that stuff that Lacey handles, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. I know text the numbers. If you're on, if, if you're on this, these lists, you're going to get notification first because I promise you it's going to sell it. And this is the year to invest in yourself with all the, all the stuff we've talked about. This is the year to, um, to go next level and, and hopefully we can play a part in that. So that's what I'm excited about, buddy. That's what I'm excited about. Really, I'm excited about it too. I can't wait. This can be, it's going to be amazing. And what, uh, do, we, wish... what do we even title this podcast? This should be just like a rant, like a, uh, a yearly rant. You and I just come yeah, say, really we... rant economy, COVID in the future done. Okay. That, but okay. this is, you know, listen, we, we live in our own echo chambers, Pete. This could be the very first time that someone decided to tune in and like, okay, what did they mean by inflation? What do they mean by printing? What is this? What's really going to happen? And then this could be the, you know, I've got a couple dollars saved up in the bank and maybe it's time to, deploy. you know, buy to, uh -huh. to deploy it. Cause if cash is going to really get devalued and an asset won't, maybe I'm going to do it. So well, it's you know funny, I mean? you and I have a conversation. I'm glad you bring that up. We're, we, Craig and I personally are talking about, you know, so we have a little treasury of, you know, what we yep. keep through having um, bulletproof summits and stuff. And we've never spent that money. It's just accrued. And it's not, you know, it, it's a small, well, it's a, it's a good size number, right? Because you and I have never taken it, but it's been sitting there in cash for all this stuff, you know, works we've done and all that stuff. And so you and I are having this conversation. Well, no, Peter texted me uh, <laughs> a couple months ago and said, hey, any thoughts on moving all of it to Bitcoin? I'm like, done, yes, do it, let's do it. And then, you know, of course, 150% uh, Bitcoin later, we still haven't done it yet, but we're going to put our money where, you know, where well, our mouths are. Well, but that's because it's harder from a company treasury standpoint. No, I know, I wasn't, I wasn't throwing shade. I'm just saying that even today, where Bitcoin is. And as, as we record this Bitcoin slightly down at like $31,000, knowing that we're not going to be trading this asset back into something else for a long, long, maybe never into perpetuity. 
Um, I feel good about it. Makes a cool story. Let's do it's it. a cool story. And look, you put your money where your mouth is. You know, it'd be one thing if you're saying, if you're telling everyone that, meaning me, right? You know, I'm sitting here telling people this and my money is not where my mouth is. And so, um, because that's just, that's just not, that's inauthentic. So I don't know how we got back on this topic again, but anyway. <laughs> so it's every, as soon as we hang up, we'll be texting about it too. <laughs> um, so this is the constant. There's a group chat. Also want to plug uh, something that's a great service for you guys. Free BP book.com free BP as in bulletproof book.com. If every dentist on the planet took us up on that, we'd be overwhelmed and we go broke. So all you do is pay the shipping. It costs us more to print that book than the shipping. So we've had a bunch of people take advantage of it and they just to they which you advise them to do. Don't just get one copy. We've had people get 10 copies at a time, right? Um, which is smart because they're they're giving them to their team and saying, hey, let's let's use this as a source of either of, uh, of conversation, you know? Yeah, it's true. And if you're going to pay, you, you might as well, it's better for us if you order the two copies because the shipping is, uh, we can actually, you know, help help with that a little bit. So, but but don't just get a copy, get many. The book only has so long to be green. There are references that will eventually fade and not be valuable. We spent a lot of time on that book and I just, I want everybody to have it and we're never going to make our money. Back and books are anyway, a cool so. thing to like, I will buy books a lot of times and I will then gift them to people who I have influence on or friends who I think we need education on that or what, not education, but something that would, so I think, you know, you could even take something, let's say you're a 40 year old dentist and I'm sure there's many dentists in your community that look up to you. You may say, Hey, look, you know, I got this book for you. Like, so don't even think about downstreaming it to people that you know would impact as well. Um, that's it, but I think that was a good, that was a good, that was a good rant. We need to make that an annual January 4th, just talking mm-hmm. about, there could be so many things. Um, but, uh, I think we, I think we went, I think we went sporadically around a lot of, a lot of topics. Um, but looking forward to it and everyone, if you got any questions, any comments, any content suggestions. Oh, you, please. Every time you, someone suggests a topic for the podcast, it's always fantastic. I've ne- we've never not done one. No, I don't know about that's true or not. No, but, no, no, no. We've, we, yeah. So you might be the first if you suggest we talk about something off the wall, but yes. Uh, what do you content want suggestions to are awesome because like, like, Craig and I say we are in, we are, what do you say? We're, what's the model? We're in our echo chambers. Yeah, yeah we're in our echo chamber, right? So what we think is relevant and timely is not maybe to the masses. So there's no dumb question. There's no dumb topic. We can filter out what we think is a good thing to do, but we're definitely open to suggestions. If you have questions or something burning, we can act as your quasi, you know, consultant in that industry. Maybe we'll answer the question. And because um, I'm sure we've been there, done that, probably, probably got the scar to show you. And, um, And with that, I think we're over now, pal. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we appreciate you.